It kind of feels like we're competing or we're doing something. I, I, it's better than being like cold. So I, I'd rather be like. Yeah. We're competing with other podcasts. And guess who's the fucking best? <laughs> Everything must go. Get the f- Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Steven and with me as always is Brandon returning from the longest hiatus in the history of the Everything Must Go podcast. Uh, And that's actually what we're going to do to start off the show. We're going to address the hiatus. Then we're going to talk about what this podcast was, like the whole direction that we had previously because things are changing. Uh, we're also going to talk about the decisions that led us to take the hiatus. And then um, we are going to tease like... No. <laughs> no, you're supposed to read that part. <laughs> you know how like in scripts sometimes they, they, they like have a direction in parentheses that you're not supposed to read, but it's supposed to give you a hint as to how you're supposed to act. That's what he just read. That's the actual rust. Right before this, I was like, dude, I don't feel nervous. I feel like actual rust because it's been a while. So I'm supposed to tease the reason for us bringing the show back. That's what it said. That's what I was supposed to do was tease that. But there you go. Does it make really any difference? It doesn't. You know what? I actually think it's better. I think we're leaving this all in and I think it's great. I think so too. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's better to do it that way. We got all we got a, a different setup here than what we used to do for the podcast. Let's address that uh, like immediately. We used to do this in a different studio, which was in my old apartment, and then now we've got this new place, so it's brighter. It's brighter. It's a different room, different and room. Uh, honestly, I was looking at our podcast uh, files today, and the last one we did was February. Yeah, it's almost been a year since we did an episode, which is crazy to me. So I mean, just yeah. everything. I mean, I I don't know if you feel this way. I don't want to get too off track right away, but I just want to say, I feel like time moves so much differently now, like since the pandemic. And <laughs> yes, I just can't. I I can't figure it out. Like I I can't believe it's been almost a year since we've been here with you guys. Yeah, like it feels like. Three months. It's been about yeah. three months since we made an episode, which would be a long time because we would have never even done that before. Right. But to say that it's been like we're getting close to a year is Pretty wild. Nuts. Absolutely wild Pretty to me. Nuts. Okay. So we already did all the intro stuff. So now we got to talk about why we took the hiatus in the first place. You start from your perspective. Give us a rundown. February 2021. What's going through your head? I think um, February 2021, uh, I think there was a little bit of burnout from the podcast only because I feel like we didn't have a direction with the show as much anymore. I felt like it wasn't necessarily accomplishing the things that we wanted or needed it to accomplish like it used to. Uh, meaning just quickly that like when we first started the show, it was, it was like the foundation of us, you know, being creative and stuff. But at that time we had had our individual endeavors, um, for me 
streaming had started taking off. I think I had just become an affiliate uh, on Twitch. Um, and then obviously you've had this YouTube thing for a while now. So I think we were just like with the combination of, you know, working full-time jobs, doing our individual endeavors. And then we were also talking about starting to do some business stuff. Um, the combination of all those things and then the podcast not feeling like it was the uh, top priority anymore. I, I think it was just like, well, why don't we see what it's like to go without the podcast? Yeah. At that moment, like in February of 2021, we had been in the pandemic for a while at that point, And I do feel like there was even less things to draw from just because we were doing a lot of the same stuff day in and day out. It definitely impacted my YouTube channel in, in the same way, but it was like the podcast, while it was really great and, and free flowing, it's always been really easy to just have our conversations. I feel like at a certain point in time, we realized that what we were doing wasn't really doing much to excite us. And we didn't feel like, it was worth doing as bad as that sounds because it's always worth it to hang out with your friend. I think that when you're doing content, like it does take up time and in life, you got to prioritize things. It's like, if we have other important things, maybe we can't get a podcast episode out, out that week, which has happened before. And I feel like when we were thinking about other things we wanted to do in our life, it was like, okay, a podcast that we're having a tough time growing because we're kind of directionless and how we're doing it or spend the time on things that we kind of have a direction on and we, we can focus in on that. And I also just think that there was a level of just wanting to see what happens when we step away from it because we had only been doing it like every single week for two and a half years or whatever it was at the time. So I think that there was even just an element of like, well, what would it be like if we stepped away from this? Well, I think too, we had talked about, because we were doing all these other things, we had talked about the podcast being this thing where we we wanted it to be the easiest thing that we could release almost. Or it was yes. like, let's just show up, let's record it, and release it. And I think it got to a point where, not necessarily that we didn't like the podcast anymore per se, but I just felt like the quality of what we were used to putting out, it was definitely diminished. You know, like we didn't even have an outline anymore for the show. We were just... Let's just show up and record, which is fine. Yeah, and to be fair, we could get away with that too. Yeah, sure, absolutely. But I think that um, it, you know, we're very prideful in uh, the things that we create and the stuff that we put out. That I, I wouldn't be surprised if subconsciously part of the reason why it fell from our graces as far as uh, priorities go is because that quality wasn't there as much anymore um, because we were trying to it, it was intentional because we were trying to make this an easy thing but I think uh, I think we were craving uh, focusing a little bit more heavily on things that we could put that effort into yeah we it, it really did feel like we were going through the motions at a certain point and then that just led us to have a, a we, we took like one little break at the end of 2020 and then we came back and then we had a few episodes and then I don't even know how the conversation really came to be, but it was like, what if we just stop doing this? <laughs> because like we, we can see insights into our listens and stuff. And it was just like, everything had just sort of stagnated. And if you just keep doing the same thing over and over again, and you're expecting the results to change and they're not, it's like, okay, well you've got two options. Either you change what you're doing 
or you just do something else altogether. So we took the let's just do something else altogether. And that's one of the main reasons that we just said, let's step away from this. Yeah. I And I, I guess this is a, a pretty good segue into, I, I want to ask you is, so if you could have any sort of definition or explanation for what the podcast was, uh, how, how would you describe it? So initially the podcast was supposed to be the type of conversation that Brandon and I would have with one another to feel less alone about something. Basically to show us like, hey, you're not crazy. I've had that same thought process. I've felt that same way before. And the topics that we were talking about, it was very much like, let's pick a topic, let's discuss it, and then let's see if people can relate and connect to it. And they were very relatable topics. And I felt like we were able to articulate better than most. And that's why I felt like there was a value in us having a podcast because I thought that was a skill set that both of us could do. So initially, that's what we did. And then uh, we liked the idea of getting guests. So we had a few guests on the show as well. So trying to highlight other creatives was another part of the the show initially. Yeah. And then I think... Um... One thing, I think the pandemic put a huge wrench in our plans because me moving to Chicago, um, I think we wanted to take the show in a new direction from that. Uh, and a big part of that uh, was getting more people on the show. I can even comment uh, on that real quick because I was watching one of my life in Chicago vlogs. It was uh, one of the ones that we made right before the pandemic. And in it, there's actually a clip of us talking, uh, you're uh, talking about, okay, so we'll get a guest every other episode. And I completely forgot that that was the plan right before the pandemic. Go on. I right. just want to bring that up because we, we, that's exactly what we were talking about at that time. That's, that's, I'm glad that you pointed that out. That was, that was going to be a huge part of the content. But obviously, you know, quarantine and then just the pandemic in general, uh, that's a little uh, more difficult to, to come by. I mean, I guess we could have done Zoom stuff, but uh, I think even, um, I think we were less enthusiastic about that idea than uh, actually having guests here and like experiencing them in person. Um, and, you know, when we go into uh, what we plan for the future, there's maybe there might seem like a little bit of uh, contradiction with, with our thought process, but I just think that it kind of, the pandemic definitely derailed a big portion of where we were headed. And I feel like uh, we adapted in a way that was, okay, let's just show up and do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. We did not... In hindsight, I feel like we could have adapted better to the situation than we did. And that's kind of a a general theme that I feel about a lot of the pandemic. I feel like in some ways we adapted well and in some ways we didn't. And this was one of the ways in particular that I feel like we didn't adapt in the best way, which is why at the time it was easier to kind of walk away, which is why I think that now our idea as to what comes next is like a lot clearer for sure. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want to get too into, I, I want to save that for the end for sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, cause we, first of all, I kind of feel like maybe we should apologize for not telling anybody. <laughs> we were leaving. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, I mean, we had that discussion of like, should we make an announcement? And I think I, I don't want to speak for you, but I felt like let's not make this a bigger deal than it needs to be. 
Um, yeah. And let's just kind of step away because we were still doing our own things. So for any of you that were kind of following the podcast, probably also followed us on our own things as well. So I think, you know, I like I remember talking about it on stream. I I wouldn't be surprised if you ever talked about it on a live stream or mm-hmm. in a in a YouTube video. And so that was kind of the the situation there. And it was just an easy decision to kind of transition to. Yeah, I I think the fact that we didn't know when we were going to come back or technically, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say this like. I kind of always thought we would come back at sure. some point, but I had no idea when. I li- like literally, I was like, could be a couple months, could be a couple years. I really have no idea. I I hoped that we came back, but I always felt even if we did come back, it was probably gonna look quite a bit different than it did the first time around because I just felt like, why would we go back to doing what we were just doing? It didn't make sense. Yeah. Well, and I I remember us having conversations um, throughout our hiatus of like. Should we bring it back? Yeah. We, we would talk about it. Like, I, I think you a couple times were like, do you envision it coming back soon? Do you think there's a chance it won't come back? Like, we, we had yeah. those conversations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd even make jokes about it, too. Yeah. We're like, is the podcast coming back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would bring up the like, comments about it actually a lot. Um, but I think a, a huge, uh, again, motivator in us stepping away were our personal endeavors so i I do want to get into that was there anything else you wanted to say about our decision to go on the hiatus before we kind of delve into what we've been up to the only other thing i was going to say is i do think since we are prideful people when you make 134 episodes and you're pretty consistent doing it weekly it it is kind of hard to just say yeah let's stop doing that because it's like you it becomes such a part of your life and then it's also like man, I don't want to become another podcast that like, didn't make it or like, didn't keep going. There was a little part of me that was, that was reluctant. So for a while, I think that I, I mentioned this because I think there was probably even a time before we even walked away from it. We probably had this thought in the back of both of our minds, but we're like, we can't let the other person down. We got to keep going through this. So we may have even, who knows, stopped it like a month or two earlier if we would have just uh, had the conversation. But I think both of us were like, let's try to make it work. Yeah. Well, and I, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that it's tough to not, I, okay. I'll be honest. I felt like we were always going to bring it back. I, there, I didn't really think that there was, it was never coming back, especially because, you know, who knows what the future holds for us being in the same city. And the podcast was always this awesome thing that we could do apart from one another and, and still bring us back together. So I will say that, but there is a uh, a portion of feeling like, dang, did we fail? Did we fail mm-hmm. at this project of ours? Um, yeah. And, you know, how do we handle that sting? Or do we say, I'm not going to work like that stuff. I'm not going to worry about it. It's more about what's the best decision for us in the moment, you know? Yeah. There was definitely a little part of it feeling like, man, I don't want to fail at this. Right. I feel good about this. Like from the very beginning, I always felt good about this. Just at the time, I felt like the time was better spent on other things than doing the podcast. Absolutely. And so I think we should talk about some of those other things if, you, if you're down for it. Yep. Um, I guess <laughs> we probably have a lot to fill people in on since it was February. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was February. But oh yeah, what has been your focus since like the last time we talked on the podcast? What have you been up to? 
Yeah. So obviously I could go into a whole bunch of things. So I think the initial focus was the realization that I'm getting close to 30 years old. Like at, at the time of this recording, like well, I'm only a few months away and just being like, all right, let's do an evaluation on how I'm spending and allocating my time. So I think within that I was like, okay, some things I probably should prioritize a bit more was money. I feel like my personal finance situation, it's like when I first moved to Chicago, I think I mentioned before that I didn't save any money. I just would break even and actually maybe even lose a tiny bit for some of the stretch in there. Um, but like over time I've made more money and I've been able to save up more money. So one of the things that I did was pay attention to my financial situation, invest some money, which I hadn't really done before. Uh, I actually recently entered the crypto space. This is very recent development. Um, I didn't put much money in it, to be honest with you, because I've, I've got my hesitation, but I was like, I got to put some money in. Um, so that was one thing, personal finance situation. And I've been spending just like more, more understanding on the business side of things because like, yeah, I want to own my, my own business at some point. And as a result of that, I need to understand how to make money more because as much time as I was putting into YouTube, it's not the biggest money maker of the things that I spent time on up to this point. I'd like it to be, but I also have to be realistic and think if I'm going to be successful at YouTube, I shouldn't put all my eggs in that basket. I need to diversify in the things that bring me happiness and bring me wealth. Yeah. So that was one of the things that I focused on. Well, and I really quick, I, I think that, you know, th this is a good example of, even though the podcast stopped, it wasn't like Steven and I stopped working together or talking together mm -hmm. because a big portion of the beginning of the year was us talking about the business side of things and investing. We did a bunch of NBA top shot stuff together. Yep. I made some good money off of it. Um, yep. I finally have almost, I'm like 70 bucks away from paying myself back. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we did a little bit of that together and, uh, I was definitely part of those conversations of the, the business stuff. Um, Per usual, I think with me, I just get uncomfortable with it eventually. And I'm just yeah. like, I just want to do fucking content stuff. <laughs> get this fucking business bullshit out of here. Yeah. But, uh, but I do know that it's important. And I know that you um, have stayed way more consistent with it for sure. And by the way, that, that was part of my thought process too. That, that was like a shift in me being like, yeah, I'm just going to go all in. I'm not going to worry about money. I'll just focus more on doing the content. And then I, I just started realizing like, if I have more money though, it does give me some flexibility to do stuff with content too. So it's not like it, it basically was just like, it, it was a mindset change that I, I have, uh, that, that has occurred in this time since then. Well, and you made a really good point to me too, is you said that you didn't want all the pressure to be on your content creation. No. So even if it is a business thing that you do, that you own or whatever, that's completely separate from your content creation that takes a little bit of pressure off of, Oh, I have to be uber successful mm -hmm. with my YouTube channel, you know, because you could be successful with your business and then your YouTube channel funnels into that or however you want to do it. Exactly. Yeah. That was, that was the big mindset changes. It really, the, I think that everybody should reevaluate how they are doing things every, it doesn't matter like if it's every six months, if it's every month, if it's every year, just realize that your goal sometimes you can change your goals and sometimes you can change how you can get to your goals too so that was that was one of the things um 
that I changed and how I was approaching my goals. Um, another thing has been um, with YouTube since February, 2021 has been a very weird year on my YouTube channel because uh, after making the, 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 the decision to not just make Chicago-based content and sort of like branch off more and more and more, I feel like I got to the point where I no longer had an identity on my YouTube channel. So I, I continued to make the YouTube videos. And at some point I got burned out and started the Super Millennial Show, which Brandon was a part of. I think there was a part of me that wanted to get Brandon incorporated into the type of content that I was doing. Because like, if we were going to do the podcast, I was like, I want to do something with Brandon. So it turned into this talk show thing. And then there was me realizing, uh, actually, this talk show thing is also difficult for me to figure out how to make the content because it's also not niche. So I really went back to the drawing board and I think similar to the podcast, I came to the conclusion of right before the pandemic, I had a plan on what I was going to do. Then the pandemic happened. I tried to adapt what I was doing, tried a bunch of different things and ultimately came to the conclusion that my initial plan one was pretty good like i i i liked my plan i didn't know that i liked it as much as i did until i tried some other things so i'm glad that i experimented but at the end of the day i kind of just refocus on doing what i was doing before but um can you go into a little i mean i don't know how comfortable you are with opening yeah you know the the lid on that but sure. do you what was your plan what is your plan and like how are you executing it now sure so Right before the uh, pandemic occurred, my thought process, and it's not exactly the same as what I'm going to do now, but it's, there's a, enough similarities where you can kind of see what I, I was doing. So my plan was I wanted to do a uh, commentary like Chicago content videos that were about all different types of things that connected to Chicago. Uh, could be, uh, but the sort of the underneath like if it's like the peeling back the layers of that is pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and making relatable videos that get people to try to make more of their life instead of just settling like, Hey, move away. Hey, try these different things. And also for these people to realize like, you're not alone. Like you're going to experience all these things, but sort of a community of for people who can, uh, who are in their twenties or thirties and they're, but they're aspiring to do something with content so they can kind of, uh, move to Chicago. And they, that can be what it, for them, what it was for me, which was a opening thing where I realized that I found myself and I wasn't just my hometown or anything like that. Hmm. So making content that is in a niche of Chicago, um, because it's, right here it's it's kind of like basically making it easier on myself too like the type of content here is easier because i live here and i experience this type of stuff so doing that kind of stuff vlogging and then eventually progressing instead of just being like chicago but being more like all-encompassing of this sort of journey that i'm on so that was the pre-pandemic plan or that's the plan now that's basically the plan now the only thing that's really changed from before the pandemic was i was doing a a weekly vlog called my life in chicago and 
I could see a situation where maybe I would bring it back, but if I did it, I, it would be like a modified version of it. But that's really the only thing that's changed. And then now I have a bunch of information to know, like, I can throw in skits to these videos because I did like the the Super Millennial show. So things like that, I'll, I'll be a little more creative and throwing some stuff in, but definitely a lot. I, I, uh, I got a little too overcomplicated and now I'm sort of honing it back in and simplifying it. Yeah, which seems like... Uh... The, the simplifying aspect just in the little bit that we've talked about it i can i can get that sense from you that it feels like there is a direction similar to the podcast now i feel like and we'll yeah. talk about this more later on specifically with our direction with the podcast but uh it really helps you kind of be centered and focused on your content which is i think great yeah for ex- sure. exactly and then um the only other thing really has just been getting back into the gym again. I, I literally didn't go into the gym for 14 months. Finally got back into the gym again, which, which has been is huge for you. For been sure. so nice for my like just overall well being and my strength is all the way back to where it was before. It took a little while, but it feels good. Yeah, yeah. When that's, I I think we've talked a lot about having the equilibrium and the routines set is such a huge part of being the best version of yourself. And, and when you aren't able to have that um, going, which the pandemic definitely, and I even think going, going back to your, the, my life in Chicago, I think the pandemic definitely had stunted completely. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't go do anything yeah. and now it's even like you can, but like, got to wear a mask and, like from a filming perspective, it's harder to hear you. Like yeah, all these no. little variables now. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So I've just had to uh, modify things, but over time I do think that I will incorporate like more of that vlogging type of stuff. Sure. For sure. And then from, from you, let's hear a bit about your focus. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, man, I, right before we had gone on hiatus, I had kind of decided to commit a lot of my content creation around streaming. Um, And I kind of had stumbled upon this because while in the pandemic, uh, I was struggling to feel like I could make consistent content specifically with music. I've just always had a tough time like feeling like, I want to do cover. I'll just do a cover a week. I mean, sometimes I just felt like I was mailing it in. S- similar to the podcast where it was just like, I just feel like I'm just trying to get this done. And, and is it really worth the prioritization I'm giving it? Um, I could write more music. Uh, but to be honest, I'm not skilled enough to be able to like consistently release original music. Like Drive, for instance. I wrote that song back in 2011, 2012. And, you know, I released it last year, um, but it took me, even though I've had that song for so long, I even released a version of it with Transistor Radio. It took me like a month and a half to produce the version of it that I ended up releasing because I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> to be completely yeah. Like I can, I can sit down at a piano and write a song, but like I don't have the skill set or the training to like really know Oh, if I want to do this, I got to go here and bring this here. So it takes a long time. So I was like, I got to do something that I can consistently do. And it started off just, I was like, wait, 
I want to simplify my perspective on this. So what's something I can do consistently and I don't feel like I get burnt out with? Gaming. I, I watched a lot of walkthrough videos on YouTube of games, gameplay videos. Um, I didn't really watch streamers, to be honest. I That's surprising. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't spend a lot of time on Twitch. I, I would watch YouTube highlights of streamers. Like I would watch Dr. Disrespect's highlights. I would watch some Shroud highlights or just like, you know, good good moments and stuff. But um, so I started off wanting to like sort of make gameplay movies, you know? So I like recorded myself playing these indie games where I would basically, you wouldn't have me on screen at all. It would literally just be the game. And I was trying to capture the uh, the story with it. And I would edit it together and then I would release it in like episodes, but then I'd release the whole thing as a movie. And I was like, oh, I can, I can do this. And um, in October, I was trying to record a couple movies. So I streamed twice. I streamed like October 12th and then October like 15th. I don't count those as like legit streams because I was specifically trying to get footage for the YouTube videos that I was starting to do on this flipping gaming YouTube channel. Um, but then like a month later, I was I had a week off of work. So this was November, November 21st, which so my one what I'm considering my one year anniversary of streaming uh, started November 21st of 2020. I had that week off of work and I uh, I streamed Dark Souls for like eight hours a day each day. That, so instead of doing my job, I did streaming and I had a blast. It, I just like stumbled into it. I was like, holy shit, I actually like doing this. And so I kind of, you know. I, I, I focused on playing Dark Souls 3 and I just started streaming other games with friends and um, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, uh, Always Awful 42, uh, Always Awful on YouTube, but uh, his name's Zach. Um, he's actually dating my sister. <laughs> him and I, like I kind of reached out to him and said, you, would you want to do like co-op games together? Because he, he, he did some streaming stuff. So we started playing this Ashen game. Not to get in the nitty gritty of it, but essentially I was focusing more on streaming and I'd become an affiliate uh, by the time that we went on hiatus, which is essentially means that like I'm monetized on Twitch um, so I can get subscriptions. Uh, you uh, can uh, donate bits to me um, and I have personal emotes that you can use that are like if you're a part of my community you know, you kind of understand what the emotes represent and all that stuff. So basically since then, I've um, sort of established this routine of, of streaming daily, uh, uh, you know, four or five times a week. And um, slowly but surely, I started to like, okay, what am I going to focus on on my channel? And more recently, I've really kind of, found my niche so my chicago niche has been a game called hunt showdown um i've met so many incredible people uh within that gaming community uh that it's really been a huge step uh in my growth like i've been co-streaming with other twitch streamers across the world like I i've streamed with people from australia uh from the uk like i i've been um and then other people across America as well. But I've, I've met so many incredible people 
And uh, that's been kind of my niche that I've been focused around. And my perspective of it is I'm sort of riding that wave of that game. Um, and, uh, you know, it gives me that direction too uh, while streaming. So that's really been, uh, to, to summarize it, I guess, what I've been up to. And then what about the, the YouTube videos? YouTube videos, yes. So I'm glad you bring this up. So I originally was trying to also, like I would stream a couple days a week and then I would leave my time free to edit a YouTube video. And I was struggling with that a little bit because I just wanted to stream. Like I just wanted to make the content. And, you know, I felt like my best time was spent actually in there making it rather than like taking a step back and editing it. But I recognize the importance of having that content edited. So a good friend, I mean, uh, of mine, but also like a friend of uh, Stevens as well, Patrick, who's, you know, you'll probably see him commenting on some videos and stuff. Him and I were just talking one day and he talked about um, how he likes to edit videos. And I didn't even know this about him. And I was like, so this is a huge ask, but like, how would you feel about editing, you know, content from my streams? Because I am, I'm struggling to find time for this, but I also feel like my time could be better spent on stream and uh, he was down to do it. And so I've been releasing weekly content on my YouTube channel, the flipping gaming YouTube channel as well. Thanks to Patrick. And he's done such an awesome job with thumbnails uh, with just editing content for multiple games. I think I got some Hunt Showdown. Most of it's Hunt Showdown stuff because, again, that's kind of my main focus on stream. But we got some Skyrim stuff. Um, probably going to have uh, some Witcher stuff eventually because I started playing The Witcher 3 on on stream. So he's he's been huge for me, and uh, I'm super grateful for, for having him. And we've talked about before getting people involved for our creative endeavors, but I think both of us are very controlling of our own projects, which sure. honestly, anyone who does this type of stuff, you probably should be like, you should want some control over it because that's like what makes doing content that you're not getting paid on, especially in the very beginning. Uh, what makes it so cool is that I mean, you have the creative freedom over it. There's no one telling you how to do stuff. So when you're having someone else, having a say in what you're doing, like it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And I mean, there is a part of me that, um, you know, if I had things perfectly, I would have all the time in the world to do everything because then I could do it exactly the way that I wanted to. I could develop all the skills I needed to, to accomplish it exactly the way that I can. But the the truth of the matter is I don't have that. Mm -hmm. So I have to make some compromises and, um, you know, in, in the case of Patrick, I, he showed me some of the stuff that he had done. And I was actually like very pleasantly surprised at, um, uh, what he was able to do. And so I just was like, you know, again, in an ideal world, I'd be able to do all this, but if I can't, and if I have to, to, um, trust somebody, it, it's a it's a person who number one, Patrick is super supportive of both of us oh, in yeah. our creative endeavors. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I want that. I want someone who believes in, in my content, believes in me. And so, and, and also is there paying attention to what I do. Cause then they can 
as best as they can capture my essence in this. And so I kind of just, I let off the reins and was just like, even now, um, I think Patrick, uh, he's great because he, I think sometimes wants that validation that what he's doing is good. Um, and I, you know, I, I try to reassure him that, yeah, you're doing a great job. I've, I, you know, I love this stuff. Um, I've told him a couple times now, like, you know, I trust the content that you are making out of what I do. So you don't need to feel like, am I doing this right for Brandon? Am I, you know, did I mess this up? Whatever. Like I, I am kind of part of it is even just, I'm letting go of that control but it's also part of it is I have a person that I trust will make something that I can be proud of on my channel. Yeah. And I don't know if that's something that you see for yourself in the near future either. I mean, one thing about streaming is it's very intensive. Like I'm online streaming, you know, five to six hours a night. It's a little different than, you know, you know, making a YouTube video and then being able to edit it. But do you see yourself doing that? Yeah, I think at some point I just was watching H three H three had a behind the scenes tour of their whole studio and they had like all these people that were a part of it. I mean, I feel like in the dream case scenario, I would like to just focus on the parts that I really like and have other people do the rest of it. So yeah, I mean, I I definitely think at some point I'd like to divvy up some of the task like. I don't love video editing. That's part of the reason why I keep the video editing pretty simple. But right now, I know it needs to get done. And I know that that's part of the reason why I've simplified things. I know one of the things we want to talk about were some of the challenges that we've had to endure. Like one of the things that I realized through the pandemic is like when I put together the Super Millennial Show, which was uh, about a 30 minute talk show with all these different pieces and parts. I loved the aspect of like the creative, like I got to, because my videos have been so simple, I got to actually like push myself a little bit to see what I could do if I wanted to do something a little bit more elaborate. But to be honest with you, after doing that, I was like, yeah, I I don't think I need to do this. Like, I don't think that this is as high on the list of things I enjoy doing. Like it's fine. It's okay. But that was one of the challenges. Um, And then even the challenge of, like having to collaborate with someone on a, a, a project, like doing the Super Millennial Show, knowing that like I didn't write some of the lines and something. That's a weird thing. It, it's strange because with the podcast, we've talked about this before. It is, even though it is collaborative, like it's, it is like, we know that this is a both of us thing. So doing videos on my own channel, I think in the future, I'll have to really think about how much involvement I want for other people because I do think that there is a level of, well, this is my channel. So anything that other people are going to do, I need to make sure that I'm still cool with it. And I was there. I didn't have any issues with anything that I did. You got in that a case. fucking problem with my lines, but, dude. <laughs> but it, 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 but it like, it, it really did make me think like, Ooh, I, cause I've, I've tried collaborating with people before. This is no, no joke. Ever since I've moved to Chicago, I feel like I've always been trying to find creative partners and Brandon's like the first one who like actually has a combination of brings a lot to the table and like, isn't going to let me down. (laughs) So that's a, it's, it's pretty hard to find that. So 
for this, it, it, having that, uh, it, it, this is all comes down to the appreciation that I gained for this in the time apart. <laughs> yeah. Well, within, I mean, do you see that as a challenge going forward too, as, is, uh, you know, in a, in a world where this stuff kind of takes the forefront, do you think that, well, number one, if it takes the forefront, you have more time to do stuff. So do you think that it'll be a challenge even more so to, to let go of any of that control? Because maybe this will be more of your mainstay. Yeah, it's, it, it probably would be. I think that's one of the things I'd have to, even though I'm always trying to plan ahead, I do think when it comes to that, that would have to be a cross that bridge when I get there. Sure, yeah. Just because it's like I have no idea even what content is going to ultimately stick. Like, I know which ones have done the best up to this point, but my guess is whatever, like, the main things that start making me bigger on social media could be completely different than anything I've done before. Would you say, too, a, a challenge that you faced um, would be the balancing of the love for this versus the results that you might get out of it, too? Uh, yeah, that's a... Uh, because of the pandemic, which is going to be a, a line that's used a lot over the course of this podcast episode. I did a lot of just life reevaluating and everybody did like it would be impossible to not have done this. Sure. But yeah. I had a, um, a work in downtown Chicago job. So like every day I would wake up, walk to the train, take the train, go into downtown, work my nine to five, come back. Then, then rest of the night would be workouts and content. And I think when the pandemic happened, the, I now had to work from home. And a lot of my day consisted of me just like being in the same spot from beginning to the end of the day. And there was less things to just overall excite me, to be honest with you. And I felt like a little part of that put too much of a burden on content needing to give me so much like it needed to provide the social aspect it needed to provide like it, apart from just the obvious like the the creativity that it needed to inspire for me it also needed to be part of my social life because i'm not going into a place where i'm seeing a bunch of people it also needed to be my competitiveness because i'm not being around a lot of other people so i can't see the the like a a number that i'm like working against on a day-to-day -day basis so uh, and getting back into the gym eventually happened but previously like i wasn't able to like make real big workout gains just working uh out of my apartment like doing push-ups in my apartment so i do think that it, it it heavily burdened the the content creation process and it did really it really did suck a lot of the joy out of doing this again which is why the super millennial show pretty much came to be it was like i'm not enjoying what i'm doing currently with content so maybe it's the type of content that i'm doing so let's do something radically different and that has been sort of the the theme of trying to adapt to the the pandemic is let's do everything different because I wasn't ha as happy just as an overall person. So like, let's keep changing things. And I think through changing the things while some of it, I do think had some positive results and at least like a lot of good learning lessons from it. I do think that it did uh, make the, it did get me kind of um, burned out of the, the 
creative process, and I think it it did start to feel like it was a a chore after a while. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that was one thing that was actually not even necessarily intentional, but I think was kind of, I was able to evade a little bit with streaming because like for streaming, I'm not streaming. Isn't this thing where I'm like sitting down to make a specific product, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm turning on a camera and for four to six hours, I'm just trying to entertain. Now, whether that entertainment is, you know, me goofing off and, and, and being funny, whether that entertainment is me having a substance-filled conversation with my chat, whether that's me, um, you know, interacting with another streamer, it's I'm all those things that you're talking about that you needed to get, I'm able to sort of get just by showing up. So for me, I think the big challenge has been the time and the energy. I've felt like more so than ever, my nine to five job has been a super stressful portion of my life because not that the job's hard or that I struggle with it, but I would much rather be spending time on these things that I'm passionate about. And not only do I not get to spend as much time on it, but it also cuts into my energy. I, I've looked at my hours, at least as of late, and analytically speaking, I'm streaming over 30 hours a week plus a 40-hour-a-week job. And I'm not saying I'm productive at all times at my job, but that's like having two full-time jobs almost, you know? And uh, it's, it's tough because I feel like I... I'm really happy with the direction I'm going with my content stuff. Um, and I, you know, the goal, the ultimate goal would be to not have to do the, the job that just pays the bills and that my job that just pays the bills becomes my passion, you know? Um, so that's, that's been the, the biggest challenge for me specifically is like, I, I luckily get a lot of the things that you're saying that you, you were needing in the process of you making these YouTube videos, I luckily get a lot of that out of streaming and, and streaming within a community and developing my own community. But what I don't feel I get as much as the decompression or just the ability to, um, you know, really feel like I can sink my teeth in. I feel like a lot of times when I boost up my stream, I'm like, I hope my adrenaline kicks in because I'm exhausted and I, I just want to, I want to entertain people tonight. And you know, you know me, I, I can be pretty competitive. So when I'm playing a competitive game, like a first person shooter, where I'm playing against other people, I can get pretty pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's been my biggest challenge for sure. Since I've been doing this stuff. Yeah. And I think it's also revealed that I am very, like I always knew that I was extroverted, but I think a little part of me is like, yeah, no, it's fine. I, I can, I don't need, no, I, a thousand percent, it's impacted me to spend, uh, I even have a YouTube video that will be coming out where I talk a bit about the living alone aspect and some of the mm. things that, um, that make it difficult. But like, yeah, that definitely, I, the more, ex, 
the more I get to be extroverted and have people around me, I think it sometimes it gets contagious with my content. So that was one of the challenges is how do I manufacture this excitement? And I think even on the podcast, I actually think that some of the, the later podcast episodes that we were recording, I think that my performance on the show, if you want to call it that, I felt like I was a little bit like flatter than normal because I just think I was like less like I like I think part of the things that I enjoy about the show is like talking about what I'm doing or like talk about like sure. what's going on in the world and like that translates like you can kind of tell when it's like well a lot of the same stuff's going on and also just being kind of unhappy with a lot of the things that seeing that was like, going on in the world like there was a lot of rough things that we that went on in 2020 well I think as a uh I feel like sometimes using these terms it makes it sound pretentious, but I'm just I'm just trying to find terms to articulate yeah. my point. But like as a creator of any kind, I think uh, a big portion that goes into that is what you consume. So like if your life, you're not consuming a lot of experiences that are really fulfilling. I feel like you're creating kind of out of thin air. You that's know what I felt like I was doing for yeah. a big part of this. And that's tough. That's really tough. I feel like that's a huge challenge to overcome. We had a lot of discussions about this. When, If you actually think about the videos that I do that I feel like I really thrive in, it's because I'm able to talk about like the experiences that I've had. Because I do think that one of the things that has been able to separate me from, from some people my age is I've really been willing to put myself in situations where there there's like a like i've been willing to challenge myself and be uncomfortable moving around or trying things like doing a stand-up comedy show like that that type of stuff is part of my like character it's part of my being so i do feel like having less of those experiences to pull from was i mean it it was and is a continued challenge i think i've i've really been stepping outside so we can talk a little bit about some of the bright spots i i think through this I've realized some of the flaws in myself and I've been able to like pinpoint them so well that I could actually do things to proactively get better at it. One of which was, for example, spending the last three years very focused on content. It's been about three years now that I put out like the weekly YouTube video. And as a result of that, I kind of went so far in that social media direction that I no longer did many specific activities outside of that. So like other than going to the gym and doing social media stuff and just like having general fun with my friends, I wasn't really like trying new, new things to like learn new skills. So like I joined a softball team just as a way to one, get out there again Two, I love sports and competing and, um, well, that was inspired kind of by our wiffle ball games back when. Yeah, part uh, of it was we were playing wiffle ball, and I was like, man, I just love, like, diving for the ball. I love just – I mean, my entire life I played sports. Like, that was my whole identity was yeah. playing sports. I would wake up, and then sports would be my whole day, and then in between that I might, like, take a break and play a video game or something. Sure. But that was what I did. So I think completely eliminating some of the things in my life that I loved – I think that through the pandemic, I was like, I've kind of gotten back to some of those things again and realizing, okay, let's have a more balanced life where we have a little bit of everything because your, your character, like your, your existence is built up of, of many things. And even though you go through phases, there's, 
a reason why you loved some of those things. And sometimes it's worth like going back and seeing maybe you still like it. Maybe there's something that you didn't even realize is missing from your life. And as soon as I joined that, I was like, man, I want to do all kinds of sports now. Like, it's not just uh, my fear was always, oh, it's taking up time from doing content and all these other things. And I'm like, I always make time. If I only sleep five hours a night so I can get everything done, so be it. Like, I'd rather, I think I said, I w- I'm going to push myself to do as many things as I can until I'm like, I can't do this anymore. That's fine. I'd rather get to that point than just not even yeah. try. Well, and, and I, well, so what I'm hearing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is the bright spots for you have really come from your challenges. Like, I feel like your challenges have put you in a situation where you needed to really uh, ask yourself some tough questions on what you need as a person, but also what you need as a creator. And some of these things have nothing to do directly with creation, but just to do with, again, you experiencing life so that you have a, a fervor when it comes to creation. A hundred percent. That That is, that's like what content is. It's like taking your experience and then creating something that somebody can connect to. Like that's literally the whole process. It's simple as getting into the gym, lifting weights, and then talking about like, I don't know, the struggles of work. I don't even really make videos talking about like working out, but that's been just like another thing that I've really come to love again is hitting new uh, personal goals in the gym. Just something that has been a, a very big bright spot was the first time I started hitting the numbers again, pre-pandemic, I'm being like, wow, this is just a relief. I feel like it was a long road to get back to these numbers again. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's awesome. Um, I would say for me, uh, uh, bright spots, I, I think one of the biggest one uh, when it comes to almost an identity thing is I feel like streaming for me has been this thing that really checks a lot of the boxes. I I used to tell my dad that I wanted to be sort of uh, a childish Gambino or, you know, a Donald Glover-esque creator where he was like a writer, an actor, uh, a comedian, uh, a rapper. You know, like he was all these different things and it was like he was incredible at all these different things. And I felt like, you know... Uh, what, what's that whole, like the jack of all trades, like good, good at many great at few or something jack like that. Jack of all trades, m- master of none, master of none. Yeah. Something like that. So I was always afraid of that. So I was like, Oh, well, I guess I have to just focus on one thing, but it was just, that wasn't really, um, me. I, I like a lot of things. I like to be able to do music. I like to be able to sing, but I also like to be goofy and, and, uh, try to make people laugh. Like I love, I love one of the things I love about streaming is I'll I'll stream with people and I'll actually go back and watch uh, their VODs of moments where we were all laughing because I love to see their reaction to like me doing something wacky. There was this one uh, thing the other day uh, where both of my teammates were killed. So it was me against three guys and they were surrounding me and they're like... All right, we'll make a deal. You can get out of here. And I was like freaking out. I started shooting them. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they're like, all right, you can leave, but you don't get to res your friends. And I was like, wait, I don't get to? And they're like, nope, get out of here. And I'm like, all right, I'm leaving, but I'm not going to res them. 
And they're like, okay, sounds good. I'm like, thank you so much. And then I like shut the door on them. I was like, I'm going to raise them. <laughs> I started, I'm raising them. You guys are fucked. And I just like went and watched. I ended up dying. <laughs> Classic. For the sake of comedy. Though. It was for the sake. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love for the sake of comedy. You know me. I yeah. love for the sake of comedy. Shit. I get to do that stuff on stream all the time. And uh, it's like so fulfilling and I love it. And then I get to like watch other people's reactions to it, and it like fills me with so much joy. So I get that box checked. I do a lot of singing and like music stuff on stream. Um, I have like solo streams where sometimes we just have like deep podcast esque conversations. Um, you know, like it. So it checks all these different boxes, and um, and so I, I've just I've found. Uh, such fulfillment in in this in like Twitch in in streaming in this medium and it's been such a refreshing thing because we've been doing this kind of like co- the content creation stuff in different formats for a long time like I dropped out of UT to pursue music back when we first met you know yep. so even though like I might not have been doing this specific thing we've been on somewhat of a journey for this for over 10 years now well actually i guess it is 10 years now like so it's it's been a while and i feel like i've really come into something that i'm proud of that i love to do and that i can't wait to see how it evolves and i guess more specifically some achievements um my one year comes on november 21st and i am nearing 500 followers which is crazy to me that in a year of doing this, I could, I could, I'm like so grateful for how awesome people have been. Um, but I plan on doing a 24 hour stream to kind of celebrate that if I hit the 500 mark. And I feel like, I guess just a bright spot in that is like, it's one thing to internally feel like I found something I love. And I try not to let the external validation, the numbers, the data distract me. But it is pretty awesome to feel externally validated for something that you love internally. 100%. Like the day that I got monetized on YouTube, was, yeah. that was totally it for me. Yeah. I, I was so pumped when that happened for you because I just remember like I, – I think we've talked a little bit about like not to like create our own enemies or antagonists. But like there is – there's definitely – for anybody on any sort of journey that you're going to have some haters or some doubters. Oh yeah. So I want, <laughs> I want to be able for both of us to say, fuck you guys, yeah. get the fuck out of here, dude. We're going to be successful. Yeah. Even if it takes another five to 10 years, like I believe in us and we're going to do it. Yeah. So with that being said, what can we look forward to from you moving forward? Um, you know, this is something that I think is going to be, you know, constantly changing and, and, evolving um you know for the the streamer me i think um i'm going to basically there's going to uh, i'm going to continue riding the wave of this niche of hunt showdown i think that you know i i think younger me would have been a lot more picky about like oh i have to do this exactly the way that i want to do it yeah and if what i'm not gonna let myself get in a niche at all i'm gonna keep but I just feel like, 
you know, I enjoy doing it. So I'm not going to overthink it and overcomplicate it. So I'm going to continue riding this wave and streaming with really cool people and meeting new people within that community. So that's one thing that you can expect on my stream. Another thing is I'm actually going to be doing sort of podcasts with a couple other people that I've met. One is going to be a once a month thing. It's going to be on music and music production, but also just like the state of the music industry. And then one's going to be on sort of the state of streaming streaming. Like it's going to be called like the escapists podcast. And it's going to be, we're going to talk about uh, what it's like to be a streamer, what it's like to interact with your chat, you know, states of entitlement almost of people that come into your chat sometimes and vice versa, like states of entitlement for people that do stream and, and just talk about that, that thing um obviously the podcast we're bringing back so that's going to be a huge part of uh you know everything must go is going to be a a weekly thing for me and then um i also try to do i'm trying to do solo streams as well i think one of my favorite things to do on stream is to take a game that has like a story and to really sink my teeth in it to have a game that makes puts me in situations where I have to make decisions so that I can discuss those decisions to discuss the morality of it, the ethics of it, why I'm doing what I do, and then have um, both goofy moments and serious moments uh, for that. And and then what for you, what, what's, what are we looking forward to for you? Yeah. So for me moving forward, definitely you'll see that I'm the happiest that I've been making videos in a while. I actually do think that it's noticeable like I recorded four videos uh, in the last two days, which I haven't done anything like that in a long time. Um, even with the Super Millennial show, like uh, those videos were like the, the each segment was like a couple minutes, but I did like four videos that'll all be like ten plus minutes probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're just like you'll see that like I'm I'm reinvigorated in that sense. Um, you'll definitely get videos from me that feel. Um, like I'm in my wheelhouse. It's kind of like one in the same where like I'll, you'll, I'll see obviously more passionate about it, but these will also be videos that seem like, oh yeah, these are the types of things that Steven does well. Like simple, not overcomplicating. And even though in the beginning I'm kind of making videos that are sort of cheap wins, which is part of the reason why we talked about like from a niche standpoint, I don't really just like want to be a Chicago YouTuber because it, it feels like very niche. But at the same time, I think that a lot of those videos that I was making, I did feel like there was a reason why that they were they were doing well is because I felt like I was speaking to things from my experiences, which I feel like are things that I do well. So I'll definitely be branching out and doing more stuff. And I think I'll do some uh, like entertainment vlogs as well. Hopefully I get to do some more things like we did with the um, the Medieval Torture Museum. Hopefully I get some like new opportunities, but... Um, I don't even want, I don't want to go like too far in depth because at this point I never know exactly what I'll be doing like in a couple of months from now, but I do know like what comes immediately ahead is going to be like a change in, in tone where you're like, ah, Steven looks like he's happy making these types of videos and I'll probably be doing, I might be doing, my goal is to do two videos a week. I don't want to promise that for sure, but it looks like as simple as these videos are, that should be pretty manageable. Yeah. No. And then and then TikTok content, which I have undecided on as of right now, but yeah. that'll be coming as well. Yeah, but you, are, I, we talked about this before recording the podcast. Your TikTok content, uh, 
aesthetically won't be super different, but there is going to be a little bit of a, a difference in what you're releasing on there, right? Yeah, I, instead of just releasing like clips from my YouTube videos, I, I not to say I'll never do that, but I think I'm going to write like specific TikTok content. I experimented with this a little bit um, last month, and I realized I liked doing it, but I couldn't figure out what, like it was just like, what worked? Yeah, I was just like doing random things every time. Yeah. So like, I want to actually sit down and figure out like what the direction of these are. Like, I, I know exactly how I'm going to going to shoot them, but not exactly what like the the underlying like thread of all of them will be, like the niche of them. I yeah. guess. Well, not to get into the weeds of it too much, but if you think about how long it took you on YouTube to kind of find that sweet spot. There's yeah. probably going to be a process, even though you are more established on YouTube, there's probably going to be a uh, a similar development on TikTok as well, where you're going to keep trying things and then maybe something will hit and you'll realize, okay, here we go. I found my sweet spot here too. Yeah, exactly. So who knows, who knows what it will be specifically, but uh, I'll definitely be doing that. And also I think... <laughs> Just not overcomplicating my content is like the my new go-to moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I want to bring up the next kind of phase of this podcast because okay. I feel like you were the one who sparked us bringing the show back. Um, I don't feel like that. I know you were yeah, yeah. the reason we brought it back. So the next thing that I guess we can get into, we teased it earlier, is really talking about the state of the podcast now and where we're going in the future, right? So what would you say the podcast is now? Why are we bringing it back now? And I guess even a more inside look, why did you like reach out to me that I think it was like late at night one, one time with a huge email on why we bring back the podcast? Like give yeah, me your thoughts okay. on all that stuff. Okay. So what the podcast is now, no, no need for a drum roll. Or, or perfect drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the podcast now is a podcast about the content creation journey and going after your dreams. And the reason we are shifting to this is back we talked about if we're going to do the podcast, there's like only two ways of doing it. Either we, it's just something kind of for fun and we don't care if it grows or we got to make it more of a niche so that we have a chance to actually like grow the show. So I wanted to, to bring it back in the form of something that's more niche, but also doesn't really feel that different. So I'm like, how exactly is, so it's like, what, what exactly does the podcast feel like it is basically if I were to describe it as more of a, 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 a feeling than anything else. So, I the reason why I had the idea that of, of sort of titling it like that was I'll, I'll I'll give like the whole like backstory to this. Basically, over this whole time, I've kind of been on the fence if we wanted to bring it back. But what changed my mind to be like, you know what? Actually, I totally want to do this. Was I'll, I'll actually cr- credit my friend. So I was talking to um I was talking to my friend and on the phone. Him and I have a fantasy baseball team together and this is where the conversation originated so we were talking about uh, our fantasy baseball team and he asked me he's like uh or actually he didn't even ask me i just mentioned that brandon and i weren't doing the podcast anymore and he had no idea once again we didn't make any announcement so probably like some of my good friends had no idea um 
and he's like, really? He's like, wasn't that like kind of like what uh, fantasy baseball is to me and you? And I was like, no, it's like completely different. Fantasy baseball versus a creative project, it's not the same. And what's interesting about this friend of mine is he's not in the content space at all. Like, mm-hmm. he's probably one, <laughs> no offense, but one of the most clueless people. He literally asked me, like, who uses YouTube? Like, he's like that kind of person. I have yeah. no idea how. He's 30 years old, but somehow doesn't understand YouTube. So he was like, completely like thrown off when I said we weren't doing the podcast. He's like, I thought that was like your thing. Like, that's like your guy's friendship. And that's where that conversation ended. Um, but then like, I just started, I kept thinking about it and the podcast is kind of similar to fantasy baseball in the way that when my friend and I, we grew up together and we, we started, um, we, you know, we, we drifted apart, not in the sense of we weren't friends anymore, but like, we weren't living in the same area, so we didn't have a reason to talk all the time. We started fantasy baseball in 2017. We had daily calls talking about our fantasy baseball team. And then that led to, hey, look, what else is going on in your life? And so we would all of a sudden be like, well, I'm talking to this one girl. And it just turned into this whole daily conversation of like catching up with one another. And very similarly, Brandon and I, before the podcast, we would have conversations a lot of times to vent about things that were going on in our life. Um, and so we were having regular conversations and that's why the podcast started in the first place. It was because of those conversations. So I was like, in a weird way, us not doing the podcast is actually taking away from our friendship. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I wonder what else it's taking away from. And then I just started kind of working backwards from there. And I was just like, you know, without the podcast, that's like one piece of content that is not, happening so that's one more thing that is not allowing me to maybe grow and then i just started thinking oh also my social life it was also like a nice thing that every sunday we got to hang out with one another because brandon's really busy uh streaming and because um brandon doesn't like going out as much as me right (laughs) to be honest with you yeah we weren't seeing each other as often either and i was just like all right well i'm missing out on my friendship with brandon yeah. Um, but I'm like, I'm not bringing back the podcast because of just missing out my friendship with Brandon. Like we could do, we could like play softball. We could do like other things. Then I just realized that like part of the reason that we did this podcast was like we we just overall like enjoyed all the benefits that came from it. It wasn't just oh we're we're growing as content creators. We're, we're growing as people. Like we enjoy these conversations, and we had a plan. And I don't like the idea that we just stopped with the plan. I wanted to get back and, and, and do this again. And so I wrote, I just sat down and I started just writing up. If we were to bring back the podcast, what would it have to be that, w- that I would do it? Basically, I'm like, I was trying to sell myself on it. So I wrote it up and I was like, why should somebody care about this? And then that's when I had the idea like, well, what if we brought on content creators who do the same thing as is Brandon and I, then people would be excited to be on the show. So there'd be value for them to promote themselves. Oh, and, uh, in the process, we would be talking about content creation. So anyone who's a content creator would relate to it and they might learn something. And I was just like, one of the most, uh, important things for people to care about what you do is to provide value. And it's like, as long as we can provide value to other people, then they'll care about the podcast. And that was really the only other piece I needed to sell on was like, I was sold on just doing it because it was fun. 
But if I could convince myself that other people would have value, it's like, it's no brainer. So wrote up the document, sent it to Brandon, said, review it. You don't have to agree to anything in here, but just let me know your thoughts. And then, I don't know, a day later, two days later or something, Brandon said, hey, I got a chance to read it. And uh, said something like, I think I'm in, but let me think about it. Yeah. Well, I think, again, when I to rewind back to the challenges, one of my biggest challenges is time and energy. So things like this that I'm passionate about, I have to, that's why it's a challenge because if that wasn't a problem, hundred percent wouldn't have even been a question, but I was like, how the fuck do I fit this in? You know, how do I make sure that I can make time for this and also be like what I need to be to bring, you know, bring something to the table. So, I mean, one of the things that we've talked about is we're recording this, uh, the 7th of uh, November, but this isn't going to come out until 16th. the 16th. Like, I'm going to have a whole week to get the editing done. Um, so just like that was stuff that I needed to think about. Like, how how can we realistically do this where I can negate that challenge that I'm facing, but also put my heart and soul into this project that I do love, that I am passionate about? And I think... A big selling point for me was the commitment to the one of two ways. You know, either we don't give a fuck about the numbers, the growth, anything, and we just are doing the podcast to shoot the shit as two friends. Um, which, you know, sounds fine and dandy, but I think you and I, you know, as much as we want to just be open-minded free-flowing people i think there is a part of us that takes pride in what we put out there so i think it makes sense that we were like it's going to be impossible almost for us to not pay attention to any numbers at all not pay attention to any growth not have a content thing that we want to be evolving and developing and, and progressing in some manner so if we are going to pay attention to that stuff how do we make it compelling enough for people to want to pay attention to. And I think that was where the niche came in for the content creation, the the journey of this. We have something very specific to talk about. Well, a specific theme, I guess, but it allows the broadness of, like, for instance, when we get guests on, uh, there are a couple people that I have in mind. I won't say their names yet because I want to like get confirmations and stuff. But like, I want to know what it's like to pursue this stuff as a, as a father or a mother or, you know, a, a husband or a wife or, um, you know, uh, somebody who does the content creation but doesn't necessarily have the dream of it becoming their profession but cares enough to put pride into it. Like, there are different people I have in mind for these things that I want to sit down and have those conversations with on. And I think that it's going to be very interesting and compelling and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and a big key to doing this was... As we had talked about getting guests on the show, it was like, if we're going to do this the right way, growing the show has always been a difficult thing. And the combination of no guest and no niche was really, really hard to grow a show, especially one that's just called something as vague as everything must go. Absolutely love the name of our podcast, don't get me wrong, which is why when I was thinking of even though the show is different than we did it before, I was like, should we rename it something else? I was mm-hmm. like, no. Everything Must Go works perfectly for this because even the the idea of going after your dreams, it's like, uh, you know, 
it's like selling everything that you have and then just like the pursuit of going somewhere. Yeah. I even felt like ah, even the title kind of works. So I think so too. Like I, here's the thing. And you know, it, it's, it can be kind of a sad truth, but you know, you'll hear people who talk about this, who have been successful in this pursuit and they'll talk about having to make sacrifices. They'll talk about, um, you know, the journey being a lonely one about like losing people that don't understand this process. Um, you know, even us two who are on this journey and understand the process have times where we're like, Hey, where's my friend in this? I mean, I was telling Steven, um, that sometimes it felt like there was a pressure for our friendship to, to be something that it wasn't you know, through, since I've moved to Chicago. And I think that uh, all of this has been a, a learning process along the way. And I think is something that going forward, and we can kind of segue into, I guess, more specifically what we plan on doing going forward. I, I think we're going to capture and we're going to discuss in a manner that I, maybe even if we haven't learned from every part of it, we we definitely will as as these conversations continue. Um, but yeah, I mean, like going forward, I guess we've we've touched on it a little bit. But I, I guess do you want to say anything more specifically on what the specific plans are for the show? So the specific format of the show will basically be every week we're gonna have a guest. If we can't get a guest, we'll do the episode still without them. Yeah. So it's not like, and that was important. We need to do this in a manner that's actually. Uh, effective for the way that we're living our lives. Like we can't do this full time. So we have to be smart about how we do this. So the goal is to get a guest every week. And the idea is the first part of the show will be just more of us, like kind of all talking about content creation and just like what's going on. Um, and then we're going to have a segment in the show that will probably come later in the show. And then, a big part of the whole second half of the show is going to be spotlighting this content creator, just getting to know their process, um, where they want to go. The difficulty is I think this episode, a lot of the ways that we had these conversations, we're going to have these similar types of conversations with the guest. And we talked about having a guest for this episode, but there was just so much stuff that we wanted to just like get out of the way and not try to squeeze it in to another episode that we felt like let's do sort of the transitional episode, but yeah. moving forward, it'd be pretty similar, probably around an hour or so with the guest and the guests will be people who are going after their dreams with content creation. So, you know, content creation, we'll leave it kind of vague. That means we can get like musicians. We can get like any kind of like you could, you could, Content creation is sort of loose in that sense. So we'll hopefully get like a good variety of different types of people. And some will be in person as long as we can figure out the setup of shooting with three people, um, which we will, but I don't, I right now I can't figure out how we're going to do it. We'll just, we'll have yeah. to be creative. Um, and then sometimes it'll be on zoom. So we have got a, a wider range of the types of guests that we can have on the show. But if you are interested in being on the show, you can definitely send us a message on our Instagram at EMG pod. That's also our Twitter. And then EMG pod at gmail.com is the email for the show. Or if you want to leave us a voicemail, <laughs> I think I finally, didn't we finally cancel the voicemail? Did we? I thought so. I think we just like stopped. 
I think it was like, we haven't gotten a voicemail in a while. Do you want to keep it going? Otherwise, we're shutting it off. I thought that was with the website. No, that's that was another thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was another thing, too. What? Hold on. I'm going to test this. <laughs> Our thing is done? I thought so. Hold on. 513-427-EMG5, because five ever is longer than four ever. That was our thought. <laughs> Hello, yeah, this is Larry. EMG voicemail. <laughs> Let's see. Because I had a specific, like, tone set up for this. This is going to be like Larry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, this Please is Larry. Please leave your message for five, one, I don't think it is because I had a specific message thing. God you dang hate, it, you dude. Hate to see don't it. leave us any voicemails <laughs> anyways. You hate to see it. Hey, it's 2021. Times are different. Times are different. People, people aren't into voicemail people anymore. People don't call people anymore. No, they really don't. I do. <laughs> yeah. No, you definitely do. I definitely do. I'll call people. I'll FaceTime people. I'm a high maintenance friend. What can I say? That's, what we've, that's the big conclusion that we've come to. High maintenance friend. High maintenance guy. High maintenance guy. <laughs> well, is there anything else that you wanted to? Uh, is there anything we're missing? Anything else you wanted to touch on? <laughs> I, well, I guess it just in general, we, I, we can talk about. I can cut this out if we want to. Yeah. But how are you feeling, like with this first like episode being, being back? Yeah, I. To be honest, like. I feel better than normal from doing these. I think it's because like now I actually feel like I'm like, I don't know how to describe it. Like I feel like we're back and I feel like I'm back and I just feel like there's just a, there's like an extra fire to make the podcast successful. It's like, if we're going to bring it back, let's do it right. (laughs) Like, let's not... Let's not give bad performances. Let's like make sure that the podcast is good. And it's something I'm like, yeah, check out this podcast. It's really good. So I don't know. I felt, I feel good actually. Yeah. I feel really good about it. I think that, um, you know, even after this episode, I'm really happy that we've uh, committed to the idea of pursuing guests because I will say I still struggle with this, but it can be uncomfortable talking about my, specifically myself like it's one thing to talk about my perspectives on things but to talk about specifically like oh you know pay attention to my streaming and yeah my music you know my pocket it it feels uncomfortable and I, i don't maybe that's wrong maybe i should be that way because it's a uh fight against narcissism or whatever yeah but uh i'm really excited to get other people on because then i think it switches the format a little bit in terms of my approach of I want to get their perspectives on their journeys. I want to then also discuss similarities and differences in the pursuit of all of this. Yeah. It's like, I know my own life. I know what I have to say. Like a lot of times when I meet people, I just ask them a bunch of questions. Cause it's like, I already know me. Like yeah. I don't, I'm not, I'm not interested in my own story. Yeah. And I, I know Brandon really well. So sometimes I'm like, yeah, I knew how Brandon was going to respond to this, kind of. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in a sense, we're like, at the same time, I know what, what questions to ask to get good information out of you, but it will be kind of nice. I think we were good with doing the episodes that we had guests, and I think it's going to be cool to like really uh, put ourselves at it again. 100%. Yeah, I'm really excited. And uh, I was pumped to come here and do this today, and I I feel like a... Bre- 
it, it feels like a breath of fresh air, honestly. It feels like, yeah, this is what we're supposed to do once a week, every weekend. <laughs> like, it feels yeah. good. A hundred percent. And uh, we'll have to figure out actually like the new logos and stuff. I mean, I made like the new logo for the show, but the individual episodes, I guess we'll have to figure out uh, what to do yeah, for that. that we did that. Yeah. I'll think about how to do them. But we yeah. could just do what Kanye did for his latest album. Just <laughs> release it one solid color. Yeah. That's so artsy. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a great idea. I got uh, a lot of good ideas. Uh, yeah. I think that's it. Just so you guys know, this was kind of a weird episode because it was just us. It kind of felt a little more familiar. As I said, this is like the transitional episode. Yeah. Be back again with guests and, uh, we we thank you for anyone who uh, came back after that hiatus. We're sorry again, but we're happy to be back. We're happy to be back. And again, uh, Stephen mentioned it earlier, but if you guys uh, have any comments, questions, concerns, or if you are a content creator that wants to be on the show, please reach out to us at EMGPod on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us EMGPod at gmail.com. You can also find us on our individual stuff as well. I, I'm at Flippin'. Well, actually, it's at Gaming Flippin' on Twitter. Because Flippin' Gaming was taken. So really? I took Gaming Flippin'. <laughs> I think it's really confusing for people. <laughs> it's whatever, dude. It's fucking whatever. And then he's at Steven Russell B. So. Steven with a V. Not that PH trash. There we go. <laughs> Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Take it easy, everybody. Oh,